0: Hello, and welcome back to the Enchanted Self presenting the Selfie Project. I'm Dr. Barbara Becker Holstein, and we have a very exciting year planned for you, and I say we, because I am a lucky duck. I have a producer this year with my Selfie Project and my podcast, and it is Debbie Stotes Higgins who is sitting right here with me. And um, it's going to make a tremendous difference because we'll have a little more energy to bring in kids of all different ages and backgrounds to talk about what's on their minds with important subjects. And uh, we're going to be doing that tonight, too. We have Mr. Uh, Arthur Howard, who's principal of a school in Homedale say hello uh, hello <laughs> Sorry. and we have the benefit of a mother teacher with her daughter Meredith um, is Hi. mom Meredith pray and her daughter Alyssa pray hello and Alyssa has done a selfie that we're going to watch in a few minutes so just to briefly explain I've been a psychologist forever <laughs> Now I see people that could be my grandchildren. You know how it goes. You either die or you get older, right? <laughs> so, um, anyway, over the years, I've always focused on people's potential and the possibilities in their lives. That was a given. But in the last couple of years, I've become very concerned with the amount of anxiety and problems that kids in this generation have to deal with and I felt that we should give a specific focus and time help kids develop the courage and the voice to speak about what's on their minds and maybe if us grown-ups can be grown up enough we can hear them and actually fabulous solutions can come out of dialogue between the generations and even if that doesn't always happen we know psychologically that you're going to have less depression and anxiety if you feel comfortable and free to express emotions and that you won't be punished because you you know speak your mind and so the selfie project has gone on for a year or so with various podcasts and and um, pilot show the pilot show has the four girls behind me and it has gone around the world it's been in India a few times it's been in England and um, parts of the United States so it's really well you know it's been greatly I'll back up it's been well received and it's cutting edge in terms of getting kids together letting them speak freely on selfies without people watching and then bring them together to speak with others like you did your selfie alone right you we're going to see it and then we're going to talk so it's a whole combination of sharing emotions and what's on your mind and possible solutions So, I think that's enough said uh, for the moment. Um, We have, I have a little introduction on the Selfie Project that I think I'll just play because it'll give you another sense of where I'm coming from and what were some of the problems that kids have.
1: Hello, my name is Katie LeClaire. Today's teens face issues that other generations didn't face, technology, social media, drugs and alcohol, bullying, stresses and anxiety that result in depression, and sometimes even worse. Here, teens express their candid thoughts about issues in a new way of communicating, through their uncensored selfies. These selfies are not scripted. They are real teens and they are real problems.
0: How about if we go ahead and see the social media video that you did and then we'll all discuss it
2: okay okay hi my name is Alyssa pray and today I'm going to be talking about social media some people love it some people hate it I personally have mixed feelings about it but the one thing I hate most about it is that people comment horrible stuff on other people's posts and it's cyberbullying right at the moment but what the other person doesn't know it makes big impact on the other person's life. And it's not a good impact, it's a horrible impact. And that person may not tell a parent or a guardian and they keep all their jumbled up feelings inside of them and that can like really ruin their lives. I believe that social media should disable comments so it has the prevention of cyberbullying because most cyberbullying happens on social media. Another thing I hate is that people can post really horrible stuff about other people, and it may even be lies, but people believe it. Like this, my friend got in a fight with her friend, and so there were rumors that my friend was talking behind her back, which weren't true. And then the other girl just started making rumors about my friend just so that people wouldn't hang out with her. And it was really horrible. My friend just started crying and It was a big impact on her and it was really horrible. And then I saw this TikTok that she made. It was like, I thought that we would be friends forever and now I'm really sad. And then it was like, JK, stop talking to us, clown trash. And that was about my friend and that really hurt me. Because even though I'm not the one that they're calling it, it still hurts. Because just to see my friend go through this and have to just watch it herself. It's really horrible. But sometimes social media can be good because on TikTok you can disable comments, which I like because then you have the prevention of cyberbullying. So that was my talk about social media. Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs> that, was, that was so wonderful. It was. Yes.
1: Have you had any experience yourself with any bullying except for your friends?
2: No, I have not.
1: Lucky. You're a popular girl then, huh? It's a good thing. It's kind of sad because, um, and I remember, and I think I have the name right for the, I think it was a Netflix series called 13 Reasons Why, which was kind of like um, her own version of the Selfie Project, but she made tapes that people could listen to. And this is kind of expanding on it because not only can we hear what you're saying, but we can see your face and your expressions and, and your emotion. Um, it's really terrible the way things have gotten because people don't communicate anymore and they hurt each other so easily with this barrier, uh, this, this wall of the Internet, you know. And although you can disable comments, you still have to see them to disable them. And it's hurtful. And if somebody who's one of your dear friends is talking about somebody else and maybe hurting them, you know that when people do that, they usually talk about other people all the time too. So it, it's a hard thing to deal with. It really is. And, uh, you know, back when your mom was younger, I was younger, Barbara was younger, principal was younger, <laughs> people kind of, you across the schoolyard or said it to your face. And now it's... They can be a lot meaner
0: when you don't do things face to face, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I would like to know uh, some of your impressions, <clears throat> Mr. Howard, from running a school with a, with hundreds of kids.
3: Uh, well, I have kind of a, a love-hate relationship with social media as well. For all the benefits of uh, technology, it still comes with a lot of problems and issues that arise from it. Um, kinda of the way that our whole society has gone you can basically be a reckless and do everything without having to leave your house you can order food you can order movies you, you don't really have to interact or be social with anybody mm-hmm. and uh, when you talk about kids who haven't really developed that ability to communicate correctly and also to resolve issues you know um, correctly as well and you put them behind the screen where you give them fake Well, they get false uh, bravado to say whatever they want because they think it's never really going to come back to them. But they're leaving a a technological marker on themselves because even though I know they had this uh, Snapchat where you could um, send a message or a picture and then delete it immediately. I I think it's Snapchat or whatever it is. But still, people take screenshots of that and it's still something that will last. Even though you Mm -hmm. think it's not going to last, it's going to last and the stuff that these uh these kids are doing and saying um on social media facebook snapchat uh, all these other different ones that are out there it's really going to be things that are going to haunt them for as long as they're they're living you know they think it's not but but it is
0: do you do anything in the lower grades to try to help kids understand the scope of social media even before they get into uh Perhaps they're even getting into it.
3: Uh, well, depends on, on the grade. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're looking um, at about fourth or fifth grade is when you see kids really start getting into using social media, um, having a presence on, on the Internet in some form or fashion, and start readily using it. So uh, in order to combat that, I know a lot of school districts, especially this year, are really into uh, social-emotional learning, trying to have kids develop the, what I like to call them soft skills, of being able to communicate, work through conflict without anger and aggression, uh, which often leads to kids having anxiety because they don't know how to resolve problems. They'll get on um, social media, say something, um, like the young lady mentioned, to garner um, a crowd for support as opposed to actually sitting down and talking to people. We we really don't do that anymore. It's yeah. not really talking to people. They talk at each other, not mm-hmm. to each other, which is, which is often like a problem.
0: So in the schools, um, do the actual teachers uh, take a little time with the fourth graders, uh, maybe gathering them to talk about some of these points on social media, Well, a lot
3: of schools have um, workshops and assembly programs about it. Um, But teachers who often have a a better relationship with their kids because they see them like daily, you know, they can do different types of things and help them learn how to resolve conflicts, um, alleviate stress. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people incorporate mindfulness kind of techniques into their class now, just getting kids an opportunity to sit there and be mindful of of what's going on, to think and to breathe. Um, and just learn how to relate and, and to talk.
0: That's great, yeah. yes. And mother, teacher, what, <laughs> what are your thoughts?
4: Um, I think the first time we, as a family, ever had to deal with it with her older sister um, had some issues with girls in her school um, using Snapchat to, to make fun of her for something. Um, but, uh, but she didn't want to be involved. She didn't want to confront it. Um, and we're fairly well, we were with your older sister, strict with what we allow social media we allow them to have. For example, she wasn't able to get Instagram until she was much older, S- um, just let her have Snapchat recently because um, at the high school level, sometimes there a lot of the clubs communicate through through that through that medium. Um, and, but other than that, um, I think we've been fairly... I want to say, we're not lenient about, about mm-hmm. social media. Um, you got you got Instagram earlier. Um, TikTok was a new thing that I just learned about a couple years ago, so that was something I wasn't familiar with until more recently, and that's that's big now. But I didn't know you could disable comments until you just mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, your was
2: just new. They
4: just added that. They just added that? All right. Let me
1: ask you, so. Alyssa, what is that? Because I don't know what it is. <laughs> So that?
2: it used to be called musically. Okay. But they changed it, they updated it to a new name. Mm-hmm. And so basically you can post like videos on it with like with your own content. And people can like comment about it and you can like duet people and that's basically it. Is right? Isn't <laughs> it very
0: <laughs> short, like fifteen seconds? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: and you but can make your own to like sing or like act. It's just Show your a little more
4: silly, like yeah. having having fun, lip syncing, dancing. Yeah. Um, that it sort seems
0: of thing. quite wholesome at this point. Well, From the little bit I read in the New York Times, I don't know. It is um, unless
4: you get a, y- a R-rated song. Oh, or
0: okay. uh, Yeah, there's. Yeah, <laughs> and then
4: you never know what people are gonna say. hmm uh, And we're all talking about yes. that yet. So. Yes.
0: How did you feel seeing your video and knowing that it's going to be seen by others?
4: Um, I don't really know. (laughs) How do you feel? Mm. Embarrassed? Proud? (laughs) Self-conscious?
2: I feel good because I never thought that my word would ever get out. See? Yes. There you go.
0: It's. It's going through the... the I noticed
1: she didn't watch herself when she was on... uh, Mm.
2: (laughs) You were
0: looking here. (laughs) And you made very important points. I can see kids watching your videos, say, in a classroom and then discussing the points you brought up or with a guidance counselor. You know, you made three or four points worth chatting about and trying to come up with better solutions. I heard... um, I don't know if this was fake news or real, that a 10-year-old girl had taken her life in the last, I assume it's real, I heard I it in so. a couple heard, of places, yeah. and result of bullying, which um, I would imagine, had. I think I even read, had some self, social media behind it.
4: All right. Well, what Just the principal was saying earlier is that because we're not as social as we used to be, not learning those those communication skills and or coping skills um so I think that has a lot a lot to do with it you know learning yep. how to cope yep. with what people are saying and it's and it's constant right somebody said something bad about you at school when we were younger you go home and that was the end of it until you went to school the next day but now it's it's right constant.
0: right so. can I just ask is Rachel on the phone uh, we're going to call you call her? yes please because she has a little video too and she wanted to join in. Uh, let's see if she answers we can get her on um, FaceTime hi Rachel hey, Rachel Hi. Or we want to, I'm sorry, we couldn't have you on uh, when Alyssa's video was shown, but I want to show yours right now and then have you join in the conversation as people react to what you had to say about social media, okay? Okay. It's one of the little videos you made last year that I picked that I thought focused in particular about some of these subjects, okay?
2: Uh Uh-huh.
0: All right, so just stay with us.
5: I think that, especially today, social media has influenced so many people's lives. Um, You know, some of it's for good. Some of it is someone finds, you know, positive messages and um, you can take pictures with your friends and you can find out what people are doing and say like, oh, that's cool. I might want to go to that place or something like that. But what's not that great is when you see parties. Those are literally the worst. If you're at home and you're just doing your work or something and you see someone's Snapchat story and you see that there's this party that you weren't invited to, especially when it's one of your really good friends, it just, it really sucks. Um, The other day, my friend had this huge party and she didn't invite me and she claimed it was open house Um, but I never got the message and everyone else did. And it was just devastating. And I saw on Instagram and Snapchat and, you know, that's how I found out. And it was just, it was heartbreaking to me. And it just, it really also sucks when it's someone you think is your really good friend. I just think that social media is definitely, definitely a factor in this. It's definitely something that a lot of people have to deal with because exclusion, you know? It happens and it's not, doesn't add any good when you see it from Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook or something like that.
1: All right. Impressions? That's really hurtful. I, uh, what she said, I, I kind of didn't think about it, you know, that, but it even happens with older people too. I know there's things that um, sometimes I'm a part of, and if a couple people that you kind of didn't want to go, you say, well, don't put it on Facebook tonight, or, you know, we're, and it's and it's, it's terrible, it really is. Um, it, we have to have this instant information, but we have this instant hurt and pain as well. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really resonated, Rach, I, I hadn't seen that one before, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope you've recovered from that and hopefully, you know, it wasn't a
0: a hurt that lasted too long. Mm -hmm. You have an impression? What did you think seeing it, Alyssa, as another kid?
2: Yeah, I understand what it feels like because one of my friends had her ba' mitzvah and, like, we were really close friends in fifth grade because we were on the same bus, but she didn't invite me. Mm. And I can relate to that because it did hurt to see that. Sure.
0: Sure. Yep. Yeah.
1: So that crosses all age lines, exactly. but especially I know that when you're younger, everything is so much worse. It just, especially when you have to face that gang at school the next day. Maybe in summertime it's not so bad, but school is another factor, you know? Mm-hmm. It hurts.
0: Any impressions uh, from?
3: Oh, well, uh, I agree. It's uh, something that crosses all like age lines even as an uh, an adult if you uh go on like Facebook and you see pictures of like um, a cookout or a party that you had no knowledge of it didn't nobody told you about right. it and you're like well wait a minute nobody <laughs> nobody filled me in on, the, on this radio you know, that's yes. going on so it it really happens like to everybody but you know social media gives the false illusion of, of to me of grandeur like every Thing looks like it's like fantastic and great you know because um those are the pictures that you post up you don't post the pictures of people having a miserable time you <laughs> post <laughs> the pic- all the pictures of people who are smiling and having fun so then people you know because we're human we internalize that like man everybody's having a good time at that party you know yes and if you're
0: okay. in slightly blue yeah. mood to run through those pictures and see uh gee everybody else is like everything's going right, and look at the food they're eating, and, you know, <laughs> how beautiful their, beautiful their dogs are, and, you know, everything is so perfect, and I feel like, you know, what today is like... Another thing is it's funny people get caught
1: by it as well because they'll say, oh, I can't do that. I'm so sick. You know, I can't get out of bed. And then the next thing you see them going, woo, woo, woo somewhere. And you go, wait a minute.
0: You thought you were sick, yeah. you know. Yeah. Rachel, any new thoughts on social media? You made this video at least a year ago
5: yeah i just think that there's this aspect that i've learned that there's well i mean i feel like everyone learns this whether it's like some people learn it like towards the end of middle school some people learn it towards the beginning of high school and college um but i feel like there's this aspect you know there's fake friends versus real friends and like the fake friends are are the ones that are not going to be there for you when you need them the most and your real friends are going to be the <laughs> ones that will do anything for you in those times um and it's hard when you find that out when you go through something and then you think that this person's going to be there for you and they say oh i'm here for you i'm here for you but they're not they're not doing anything they're not really like doing anything to help you or or um they might just say oh you can always talk to me and that's nice but if you say that, you have to mean that. And I, I've i ran into cases where I've heard people say, you can always talk to me, you can always talk to me. But then it's like when you get into that sp- spot, like they don't come around and check on you. They don't care. Um, and I feel like that that's something that's really, really, really common. And like it's sad, but it's really true. And like my, um, I've heard the saying that like, um, they're your fair weather friends and they're real friends and your fair weather friends are the ones that like in really good times And when really good things are happening They're gonna be there for you They're gonna be supporting you all that and then when you're like in your dark cloud or like when you're in something That is not going well or just you're in a dark place. they're They're gonna either like run or they're not gonna want to help
0: Yeah, you know? so you're saying wisdom does develop year by year as you begin to get older yourself and you have better Maybe barometer to figure out the people to associate with that you can trust, and I think that's all very important. And what I feel you're like, saying. yeah,
5: yeah, and I feel like this year I, um, because I've been so afraid to, I didn't want to be pushy with my friends, I didn't want to, you know, constantly ask about like parties, and um, I didn't want to be annoying. I was just hoping, you know, they would invite me like they would invite everyone else, but now that I'm a senior. I actually find that being, like, the person in the friend group, I've taken more effort into saying, well, here's the thing, like, I want to be a part of this, you know, like, tell me where it is, and and um, obviously not inviting myself over, but... If they if they if they are going to someone's house and it's like well hey you know could you tell them that I'm coming with you guys or can you ask them if I could come with mm-hmm. you guys they're like yeah sure and I went to um, I've been a little bit more involved in terms of like the football games that have been going on um, parties are still hard but like I told my friends about Halloween I said listen if you um, if you see something you guys want to go to, I'd just be so
0: happy to join you. And so I'm hoping they're going to keep me in the loop. So I think that's a very, very important point mm-hmm. that we have. Sometimes we think, well, you know, we must wait till we're fully invited or maybe we're not <laughs> wanted or whatever this goes on in our heads. Well, oftentimes people just forget you or they're busy. They'd love if you come, you know, mm-hmm. so getting your your S- your radar around this is really excellent. I f- I'm going to you're welcome to stay if, if it's okay with, um, with you um, while we go on but I want to get to you a more to serious problem yeah, for a few minutes. We have to segue to the next Yes. Topic. We have to segue <coughs> uh, Ming can she stay on or uh, okay. We're going to segue to lockdowns. And Rachel was also one of the stars in the Lockdown short movie that um, I've made, and you might even see her, because we're going to show, I think, the 30-second little trailer now.
6: approximately 147 okay
0: we'll come back to the yeah we'll be back to the policeman in a minute Yes, Mr. Howard, I think your name did stay <laughs> with <wasn't> it. <Yes. laughs> so we're, we've seen a little trailer. Now we're going to see the news as of last night. And we are all from New Jersey, and this is New Jersey news in the Bricktown area last night.
6: So, approximately 1.47 this afternoon, our headquarters received a call for a report of shots fired at uh, Memorial High School. Uh, We had an officer, a school resource officer on scene um, immediately, and then uh, other units were sent to the scene uh, right behind him. Uh, Initial investigation revealed that the actual shooting did not happen at the school. It happened about a quarter mile down the road. And the victim, who was uh, grazed by a bullet, uh, uh, retreated to the school for help. Uh, So the initial reports that it happened in the school were inaccurate. Just as a precaution, though, uh, we locked down the school. We locked down the surrounding schools. We sent uh, officers into uh, the school uh, and did a uh, systematic search just to make sure there were no other victims, there were no uh, other shooters. Uh, And uh, that's just about to be completed now. Uh, we have uh, a number of witnesses uh, that our detectives are interviewing, and, uh, you know, we hope to resolve this, uh, this case soon.
0: So it's not a million miles away. It's literally a short drive from where all of us live. In fact, um, we all know people who live in the Bricktown area. Um, I want to play the selfie that um, Kayla did. Mm -hmm. She can't be with us tonight, but she was involved in a lockdown. And she's going to describe some of it um, to us and some of her feelings. So let's watch Kayla and then we'll talk about the whole issue.
7: Lockdowns. Now more than ever, these things have been on news reports, on YouTube channel, on podcasts, on basically everywhere on the internet. We're not talking about the ones that are just regular, every other week drill, every other month drill, we're not talking about those regular ones. No, we're talking about the real life horror stories. The ones that go wrong and like you never expect to go wrong. And if you think about it, it could really happen to any one of us. And I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm just saying that we have to be prepared. And that's what lockdown drills are for. I had a lockdown drill that almost, that really did scare me so much. I was in like first or second grade and I was like, seven maybe maybe six and um i was in an art class and we had a substitute teacher who didn't really know the procedures for a lockdown drill and she thought it was a real like an actual lockdown like there's someone in the building so she put us all in the art closet and showed us that she wouldn't let the intruder in and that she wouldn't let him or her hurt us and that we wouldn't she wouldn't let us die and even though it was it turned out to be all good in the end and that she was just a misunderstanding it still scares me to this day to think that what if it was an actual drill what if it wasn't actually a drill or something was actually wrong in the building like it would have been so scary and i thought it was an actual drill and i know how it feels but i really i know how it feels to be in that moment and i just it's so scary and that's why we use the lockdown drills. But I have to admit, I don't like the lockdown drills either because I know they're there to keep us safe and I don't want schools to get rid of them or anything. It's just the possibility that there's actually someone in the building. It's just so scary because you don't know if it's really a drill or if it's not a drill or if they're just doing it to see how you'll react. It still gets so scary and you look around and you look at everybody and you think that maybe there's a chance that there's actually someone in the building but there probably isn't and like, almost 99% of the time it's just a drill, but there's still that 1% that happens to people where it's not a drill and there's actually someone. And just to think about that, it scares me. But now I know that lockdown drills are just there to keep you safe and keep you prepared.
0: Well,
1: Hmm. it stinks that the kids have to think about this stuff, you know? Because in the old days when they had a fire drill, you didn't smell any smoke and you go, this is fun, you know, and then you get yelled at for talking and it was all a big joke. But now, especially with everything on the news that's so blatantly reported, you know. Um, how often, Principal Do they, Principal Howard, do you have lockdown drills in your school?
3: Well, the, uh, the regulation is that we have to have um, two drills a month uh-huh. one drill is like a a fire drill and then the other drill is um a specific special type of drill it could be a lockdown a shelter in place um reverse evacuation um any of those types of of things but they have to do a minimum of 2 per uh, per mm-hmm. month
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I should tell a little bit about what happened in just my development last week um, we had a person that ran through we had heard that it was at the rainy school and maybe everybody saw it in um, what happened in Shrewsbury and a, a, a actually crazy person came in and went into one of the houses and took I think it was a hostage we're not really sure but the house doesn't look like it did before he and he uh, my neighborhood was under ten hours with the police. There were forty police cars there, three different towns, and the rumor was it was at Rainy School. Well, it had nothing to do with the Rainy School, but immediately people think it's the schools, and uh, everybody was scared and nobody knew what would happen. And of course, the police can't give you that much information if you call them. They just said for ten hours we couldn't go home and. Go to a hotel. That's what (laughs) they told us. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's scary
0: stuff. Yes, it is. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Go ahead. Good. Now, how do you feel, like, has it changed from being elementary to middle school? Like, the way the kids react? I'm curious.
2: No, not really. In middle school, people have taken it more seriously because in elementary school, people would, like, fake scream and, like, Laugh uh, and they would talk in the corner, and the teachers would yell up not technically mm-hmm. yell, but like tell them to stop, but they wouldn't stop. But in sixth grade, it has stopped, people have stopped talking, and it has become more serious. But people still like laugh about it.
1: That's I interesting.
4: Think. I would say the same, I mean, I don't know what your experience is, but um, <clears throat> from the years of doing it uh, at a high school level, um. Sometimes the kids don't take it quite as seriously, but um, I think after last year's the the Florida tragedy in Parkland, um, they they take uh, it a little bit more seriously. Sometimes they're they're a little bit more scared, and that I mean that's that's sad. But um, yeah, usually when they may be a little bit desensitized as they've gotten older, because they they do it so much. Like you said, there's two drills a month, so so you have to do two drills a month. So
0: it almost becomes a burden to take it seriously because you know that you might be sort of in a down mood or or um anxious the rest of the day so you know you have eventually i guess people settle in on the emotions that they can tolerate what do you I,
1: yeah, I think everybody thinks it's not going to happen here too. It's yeah. not going to happen to us. It's you know, especially in this idyllic little, you know, Monmouth County, New Jersey, and it just like why would it? But that's when it gets you gets yeah. you blindsided, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Rachel, we're going to just ask a quick comment, and then uh, <coughs> you know we're going to go on to our last subject. Do you have a quick comment?
5: Uh, yeah, and then I have to go because I have a.
0: I yes, I know you're very old. <laughs> you're a senior and you're really loaded with stuff.
5: Um, But I, I'm just gonna say that I, I feel like ever since the Parkland um, tragedy, there's been a lot of secu- different security, like in terms of security. There's been a lot of changes. There's been uh in my school they have like a change for a lot of things um kids go out to lunch uh at 10 it's like ten forty ish because um, we have lunch early i uh um but we the kids go out to lunch and now when we come back there are these kiosks and everyone has their own code and we each have to put in our code to let the school know that we're there and that this person is here and we're reporting back. We have to sign in and we have to sign out. Um, otherwise, you're marked absent and they don't know where you are. Um, during lunch, there's teachers in the hallway. I still haven't, um, there, I haven't come across this issue, um, but there are teachers in the hallway who sit there and you, there's been times where I walk into the hallway to go see my math teacher or to go see um, someone for a meeting, and they'll say, well, where are you going? And you'd have to say, oh, well, I'm going to see my math teacher or I'm going to see my science teacher. They don't let kids hang around in the hallway anymore mm-hmm. because it used to become, it, it wasn't really that um, big, of a, big of a deal when kids hang around in the hallways. Um, but they stressed, they stressed it last year and, and then after like the, that, they really stressed it and they physically put a security guard or teacher um, on hall of duty to make sure that there's no kids hanging around in the hallway. Um, and I feel like nowadays with the lockdown drills, Like, yeah, there are gonna be those kids that think it's funny and they're gonna like, you know, I mean, maybe some people are nervous and sometimes people like laugh out of nervousness or some people have different reactions, but there are kids I know like in the like school who if we had a lockdown drill, they wouldn't exactly be taking it seriously. And it's a concern because the, you don't, you can't, I mean, you really, really, really can't react like that because it very well could be your school. And I hate to say it because the school should be a place where kids feel safe and a place where kids can um, leave their house and be like, "All right, I'm, 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 learn- I'm here to, you know." Um- get education for my teachers. I'm here to be nurtured by my teachers. And the thought of having that now in our mind is terrifying because I know kids will say, um, like I've even heard my friends say, well, I used to not be afraid to go to school and now I'm afraid to go to Mm -hmm. school. And it's horrendous and horrible because a school should be one of those places where you feel like you're safe, especially because you're there for such a long amount of time. Um, And I just think people have to take it seriously. I think uh you have to put away whatever you're thinking if you think it's funny if you're trying to tell your friend a joke like you have to just be mature because it's at, you're at this point and like and in this age where you have to be mature you have to just go along with the procedure so, because it
0: very well can yeah. happen to you i'm going to you know kind of close out your visit rachel because i want to go on to some possible solutions I don't want to leave people watching this show or leave any of us with a sense that we're um, living in a world that can't upgrade. You know, I I think there's always room for improvement, obviously better gun control, um, so many ways that we can live in a kinder, gentler society if we can get our acts together. But meanwhile, I want to Congratulate you on being a senior,
2: and <laughs> Thank you, you know,
0: please stay in touch and um, go back to your work. And we'll we'll have you on again. And I'm sure I'll be in touch with you.
5: Yeah, I will definitely be in touch okay. if I haven't been responding. It's just because um, <laughs> this whole college process is really eating yes. me alive.
0: I'm sure. Um,
5: but yeah.
0: Okay. okay. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. Bye, bye, Rachel. Bye, bye. Bye. I thought that. Um, One way (coughs) to boost all of our spirits after, you know, the two subjects, uh, both are heavy subjects, although one is more threatening, perhaps the second one's more threatening in terms of physical harm, although social media has created its own harm. I thought it would be great to watch one minute uh, or so of Greta, who is the 16-year-old International heroine trying to help adults realize that it's time to save the planet. And um, oh, then we could talk a little bit as we conclude tonight.
2: This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope how dare you you have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words and yet i'm one of the lucky ones people are suffering people are dying entire ecosystems are collapsing we are in the beginning of a mass extinction and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth how dare you
0: hmm. now i realize that no matter how you politicize and she is politicizing you know even as a 16 year old things can you know there's always an extreme and and she is taking a very extreme position but I think in terms of some, a child having a voice in the world, we have to admire some of these kids that have insisted on developing their own voices and being heard. It happened after uh, the Florida massacre, too, in the school uh, with several many of those kids. Well, how does a young person feel about this?
2: I like her message because a lot of people are talking about money, and they're not really talking about like how can we help the environment, and how can we help others in need. So I really liked her presentation. Okay.
0: And now you're going to be, you've spoken also publicly, so you can see she could do it, you can do it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think it's
1: um, just in our area alone, which disturbs me, there's so much building, there's so many trees being cut down. We have an issue in Ocean Township right now by Joe Pilea Park that's been on everybody's mind with meetings, and um, of course, you really don't make headway against people that are not from this area that are building and doing what they do. And over by Fort Monmouth, they just destroyed acres worth of trees and land, and now deer are we had a deer on the beach the other day. I mean, you see these animals are being displaced. Um it it's it's terrible, I think. And you see so many empty buildings that why don't they use the empty buildings? Why do they have to tear down more and build other things and and uh, you know, building on top of each other. There's like stacked buildings everywhere. It's 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 turning into North Jersey now down here. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But anyway,
0: um <coughs> I think that the more people think about solutions, the more ideas can come to you.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, somebody like Greta has done tremendous homework and research. That's very unusual. Most of us are not going to put in those hours. But I'm sure even in something like uh, how many trees are being cut down in Ocean Township. If you wanted to put the hours in, you could probably have some influence, mm-hmm. or get uh, a garden club to plant plant more trees, you know, off to offset it. There is always um, an answer. It's how to get to the answer. Right.
4: I think I think you see a a trend. More people are, well, younger people, I feel, are a little yes. bit more environmentally conscious. Yeah, they are. Than, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, and, uh, especially yeah. with the food and the sustainability of mm-hmm. the food. The food's yeah. gotten a lot cleaner than it was mm-hmm. before. People are really thinking about that. And I know probably mm-hmm. the way you eat now, you think about it, right?
4: She brings Sometimes. a metal straw. Yes. There you go. Well,
0: that's exactly. great. Yeah. That's great. And I was just reading in the New York Times today that there's going to be a tremendous amount of fake meat, which I'm all in favor for. Not only to have less animals have to perish, but just eating more options that are vegetarian, mm-hmm. and they're they're all over the place. I think we're going to find them at McDonald's pretty soon. They'll have to do it. Yeah, I think they do. I yeah. think Burger
1: King's Burger coming King. out with that. Burger uh, yeah. King has it.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, Burger yeah. King has a yeah. sandwich like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I think when I'm One person I know was talking about it, and they said, like, yeah, people never knew about it until they, like, released an article, I think. And they just never knew, because it tasted, like, just like regular Mm -hmm. Mm meat." Oh, the
4: Burger King one.
2: Yeah.
1: Have to check it out. (laughs) 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 Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So, um, how do you feel, uh, having been on this show? What are your feelings?
2: I liked it very much. I like what you guys do to, like put your thoughts out there and make kids like noticeable and make their thoughts out there. And I thought it was like a really great experience. Oh,
0: thank you, that's great
1: to hear. Well, we want to hear other yes. kids, so you tell your friends. Tell your They're friends. welcome and, to contact
0: uh, us and, and boys too. Yes. We want boys. And so. uh, we want lots of kids. We want to do this once a month. And yeah. um, more if we have so many kids. It's just a great opportunity to get your thoughts and feelings out first privately and then in a discussion, which has to be a win-win for everybody. Right. Certainly it's great for us to sit here with you and see your vitality and your strength and your your solid thinking. And we got to witness that. That's great. Meredith, thank you for yeah. coming on as well and joining yeah. in with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> very very nice and of thank, you to do that appreciate thank you it. mr. Howard Oh, thank you for having the perspective of a hard-working principal has to deal with hundreds of kids every day
3: yeah, no, thank you I appreciate uh, being here and I like hearing kids uh, speak up like I never heard um, I never seen the little clip of, oh uh, Greta of Greta yeah before just make me think it's amazing like we uh, we want kids to speak up, be more vocal. Uh, but then when they start being vocal, we want them to not speak up, <laughs> <laughs> then be quiet, Yes, you know? yes. Yeah, but it, you need that kind of stuff to, to remind us that the world is bigger than our own little bubble. Exactly. You know? and we got to start looking at different perspectives. It's all about perspective. Yes. Right.
0: Thank you for your words of wisdom that will end the show on. That was great. <laughs> See you next month, and you can always come to TheEnchantedSelf.com and SelfieFilmmakers.com, and you can let me know if you want to be on this podcast, and uh, write to me at barbara.holstein at gmail.com. Okay, make it real. Bye, (laughs) till next time.